All right, welcome back to Nerd is a New Cool Podcast. I'm Justin. And I'm John. And we are here because tis the season to talk about holiday movies. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. <laughs> so what we've done, what we're doing today is uh, we're going to talk about some, honestly, just some of our favorite holiday films and talk about some omissions and then get into our two favorites. Yeah, two in particular. Yeah, and, and again, I don't know if it's I don't know if we can necessarily say our favorites, but it was definitely ones we really wanted to kind of talk about in more depth. Yeah, it's this is this is a touchy subject. I mean, for some people, and yeah, there's it's. I couldn't say my I, I couldn't narrow it down to like what's your favorite holiday movie, just because there are there's a lot, and they mean different things. Like a, like a Christmas story is going to be on everybody's list, not because mm-hmm. it's great, but because just of the nostalgia behind it, like. You have to watch a Christmas story around Christmas. It's just what you do. Yeah. Same thing with same with a lot of these other movies. Well, and then there are all the movies that are definitely that we've already decided are holiday films, but they're not necessarily holiday films about the holidays. They're not traditional like, holiday films. Like like Die Hard and Gremlins, you know. But those are great films that I always watch every season. Absolutely. So let's talk about some that we omitted and we regret, but we had to. Otherwise, this would be a 10 hour long episode. Right. Up first, Just Friends came out in 2005 with Ryan Reynolds and Amy Smart. I freaking love this movie. And I, this th- I love it. I feel like it doesn't get the recognition it should, um, especially Ryan Reynolds in a, in, fat, in a fat suit. In a fat suit. Yeah. <laughs> it was really good. It's pretty ridiculous. Uh, next, Jingle All the Way, released in 1996 with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. I, that movie cracks me up. <laughs> I couldn't tell you the last time I saw it. I know I've seen it probably once, and mm-hmm. maybe that's it. Both Home Alones, we of course got to mention those ninety and ninety two, and I know we know that there are other Home Alones, but those are the only two we're going to going to recognize today. <laughs> um, it's got Macaulay Culkin, um, Joe Pesci, Stern. It's got uh, Culkin's little brother, Kieran Culkin. I mean. Yep. Uh, what's her name from uh, Schitt's Creek now? No. <laughs> um, oh. There are just, I mean, there's what so many idea. like amazing people in that film. John Candy even makes an appearance in it at some point. Yes, he does. Catherine, John Candy Catherine O'Hare, by the way, is her name. Thank you. Uh, that was going to bother me. Yeah. Uh, the Polar Express, 2009, you know, directed by Robert Zemeckis and, well, voiced by, for the most part, Tom Hanks. Yep. There is so much information about Zemeckis, by the way, that we can talk about at a later date. But it's just so intriguing, like his his kind of rise to fame. It's really pretty cool. Sorry. Tangent. (laughs) We're No Angels. And this has actually been it's been remade. But the one we're talking about came out in in 1955. It's got Humphrey Bogart, Aldo Ray, Peter Ustinov. And basically, it's about three criminals that break out of jail right before Christmas and they kind of like, you know, it's just the classic, like they're acting like somebody else. They're living, fixing guys in this family and they kind of become a part of the family. And it's pretty funny. And then the, the newer version, I think, came out in like the 90s. No, and it's called um, Lost in Paradise, I think. Oh, is it? I think because it's got Dana Carvey. I, I think I know what you're talking about. Well, there was actually like I thought there was another actual weird No Angels movie that came out in. Oh, uh, so it's kind of a. So this one was kind of like that, but it's because it's about three criminals that get stuck in a town and blah 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 blah. So it's, but it's so it's yeah. based it's same premise but just a different title. 
Yeah, okay, okay, that makes sense. But the one that actually had the same title was in '89, and that came out with um, with with Sean Penn and Robert De Niro. Oh, yeah. Well, it wouldn't be a bad one to see. Ernest Saves Christmas, 1988. I mean, listen, I love the uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Was the best one, in my opinion. It was. Well, Ernest Goes to Camp wasn't bad too. They're all they're all good. White Christmas is a classic. Came out in '54 with Bing Crosby and Rosemary Clooney. You may recognize that name. One of my personal favorites, Love Actually, 2003. It's got a ton of people: Liam Neeson, Laura Lenny, Emma Thompson, the late Alan Rickman, um, Hugh Grant. Um, yeah. What's it? What's his name from uh, Walking Dead? Andrew. Andrew Lincoln. Andrew Lincoln. Yeah, Kara Knightley. Ton of people. Great movie. Go see it. Also, we need to make sure we mention, we already mentioned Die Hard and Gremlins, but there's also another fan favorite of mine that that I just am obsessed with this movie with Dennis Leary, Judy Davis, and Kevin Spacey called The Ref in 1994 is when that came out. So good. Mm-hmm. Also in 94, The Santa Claus. And really, I mean, so that's when the original came out, but then there's been like three or four of them. Tim Allen, Martin Short was in one of them. I don't know. Yeah. There are a lot of them. There are a lot of them. Shop Around the Corner came out in 1940. And this is about, this is James Stewart and Margaret Sullivan. And basically it's the original version of the You've Got Mail that came out in, I think, 93 or something like that. Yep. Trading Places, Dan Aykroyd, 1983, Dan Aykroyd and Eddie Murphy. Great movie. I mean, is there a better scene than, I mean, there are a lot of amazing scenes in that movie. It's pretty. I actually love. I love when um, uh, Coming to America does like a, th- a call back to it. He yeah. goes, Randolph, Ra- I'm still not talking to you. <laughs> We're back. <laughs> but no, that that part in, in Trading Places when Dan Aykroyd is all drunk and he's wearing the Christmas suit and he's just eating salmon and f- out of his pockets, <laughs> just drinking beer. Anyway, awesome. meet me in St. Louis or St. Louis, 1944, with Judy Garland and also Margaret O'Brien before bad santa 2003 billy bob thornton laura graham lauren graham john ritter and the late bernie mac we just watched this the late john ritter too i mean that's crazy. oh and the late john ritter sorry yeah. we just watched that movie a couple weeks ago and it hey it holds up and if you want to if, if you are not um sensitive to things you should watch batter santa which is basically the unedited version of bad santa <laughs> and it's it is unedited <laughs> the night nightmare before christmas i just watched a special on this on netflix it's like the holiday movies that made us uh, this came out in 93 it was written by tim burton but it was actually directed by henry Selick, who also directed james and the giant peach here's something fun about that movie everyone thinks it's like tim burton's big masterpiece it was his idea but he really didn't do anything he was he was off doing um batman 2 batman at, the, returns. at the time batman returns right yep so this one stars Danny Elfman. This guy, man, he's got a, lot, a really cool background too. Like he used to be, he was just a, a a lead singer of a band and was just kind of tired of it. And basically Tim Burton said, hey, why don't you come write music for me? And eventually he did. And he's done all the, all this stuff with Tim Burton and other things That's too. Cool. And he's the, he's the star. So he's the star. He's the singer of the main character. But voiced is the person who voices the main character is actually Chris Sarandon. And you might know him from Princess Bride. Yeah. Or Fright Night. 
And this also has Catherine O'Hara in it. Because she's in a ton of stuff. Because she's great. Because she is great. Uh, 1951, A Christmas Carol, the original. Alistair Sim as Ebenezer. Mervyn Johns as Bob Cratchit. And Michael Hordern as Jacob Marley. I This is one I almost did was Elf. Came out in 20, 2003. It was, it was close. Yep. It was close. Yeah. I mean, I think of all of these, it's probably the one I've seen... I, probably the third most besides the for the two we're going to talk about but this is i've probably seen this the third and it's impressive that's impressive to me because it just came out less than 20 years ago where a lot of the other ones have been out for many many more years so that stars will ferrell james Kahn, bob newhart ed asner zoe deschanel i didn't know that i forgot that john favreau actually directed it yeah well and this is one of those like like you said, it's it just came out in 2003, but like really has been adopted as like it's not the holidays until we watch Elf, you know, in the same vein of like, you know, the, the two movies that we have are like Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Wonderful Life, which we'll talk about in a second. But like it's it's kind of risen to that sort of status where it's we have to watch Elf. What do they call it? An instant classic. An instant classic. <laughs> uh, I'm up at Christmas Carol, 1992. Directed by Brian Henson and stars Michael Caine, among others. I just watched that the other day. We've been in real, real holiday film mode, and that movie is great. And Michael Caine is so good in it. And you almost forget that they're Muppets. You know what I mean? Like, it's so well done. Like, you're not even, like, distracted by the fact that's Muppets. Mm-hmm. It adds to it. Anyway. Uh, Miracle on 34th Street, like you mentioned, 1947 is when that came out. Maureen O'Hara stars John Payne as well. Edmund Gwen. Uh, Gwen. Gene Lockhart and Natalie Wood. And then, obviously, A Christmas Story, 1983. Peter Billingsley, Melinda Dillon, and Darren McGavin, who was also in Billy Madison. That's one that you everybody knows. I think one cable network will play it 24 hours straight because that's usually what happens around Christmas. Yeah. Well, Darren, Mc, Darren McGavin is the dad from both Billy Madison and also A Christmas Story. Right. And finally, I had to mention, of course, It's a Wonderful Life, my mom's favorite one. Came out in 1946, stars James Stewart, Donna Reed, and Lionel Barrymore. Fun thing about James Stewart is he had just gotten back from the war. Like, he had enlisted in the war and was, like, having some serious um, PTS, right? Um, And a lot of people like say that's the reason why he did such an amazing performance in that film he's almost like able to like channel all of that negative those negative thoughts and energy into his performance and that's yeah. kind of what kickstart his like he major- was kind of yeah he was exercise like he was exercising demons on camera yeah and, i mean weird. so I, th- I think people don't realize this especially us since you know we're, we were around then but he was he was a well-known actor but that like catapulted him into like superstardom Right. And when he enlisted, like they wanted to they wanted to just kind of give him menial jobs. And he was like, no, I want to do something. So he he was flying bombers over Germany. Yeah. Yeah. And actually got grounded because he I can't remember what they called it, but it was, you know, a common term shell shock is kind of what happened to him. And it was PTS from just everything happening, everything going on around him. So. Hopefully, we mentioned everything that you guys uh, you guys are thinking of. If if we forgot one, we apologize. Email us. 
we'll mention it on the next episode or who knows maybe we'll do a whole episode on it you never know absolutely so now to the reason why we're all here we're going to talk about scrooged and national lampoon's christmas vacation scrooged according to imdb Quote, a selfish, cynical television television executive is haunted by three spirits bearing lessons on Christmas Eve. It's a basically, it, it is a Christmas carol by Charles Dickens, told in a different fun way. And it came out November 23rd, 1998. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Again, the IMDB description, the Griswold family's family's plans for a big family Christmas predictably turn into a big disaster. And it was released one year, almost almost exactly a year later, December 1st, 1989. Yep. Rankings, Scrooged. Rotten Tomatoes, 71%. And IMDb gave it a 7.0. So these are going to go into the categories now. I found some fun little things about Ebert that I wanted to put on here because it was pretty shocking. So Ebert gave Scrooge one star. And he said... It's one of the most disquieting, uh, disquieting, unsettling films to come along in quite some time. It is obviously intended as a comedy, but there's little comic about it. And indeed, the movie's overriding emotions seem to be pain and anger. This entire production seems to be in dire need of visits from the ghosts of Christmas. That's a that's a rough take, man. It kind of, I mean, I don't disagree with like, you know, overriding emotions of pain and anger just because that's you know, Bill Murray's character is dealing with a lot of stuff that he, you know, he's, he's exercising demons and whatever, but one star? Come on, man. I think that's that's got to be one maybe he wish he had back. <laughs> I think it's, I think this movie's great. So, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Rotten Tomatoes. So, the critics gave it 68%. The audience gave it 86%. And IMDb, 7.6. Going along with what you said, Justin. Ebert gave it two stars, which is atrocious. Uh, he said, in the course of the three National Lampoon vacation movies, Clark Griswold has become an emblem for all that is sweetest and most ineffectual in the Hollywood husband. What he wishes for his family most desperately is that they have a good time. All he is able to deliver is chaos and hair-raising misadventures. And he goes on, and we don't really need to go into it, but yeah. 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 I, oh well. Both both pretty rough takes, man. Ebert did not like these films. He might be a Grinch type character or person. Maybe he is. So I guess Christmas Vacation wins that round. Yeah, it's pretty close, but we got to give it to him. Christmas Vacation. All right, writer. So Scrooge was written by Mitch Glazer, who also wrote Great Expectations and The Recruit. It was also co-written by Michael O'Donohue, who you may not know, but he wrote for SNL for like a decade in the seventies and eighties. Mm-hmm. I actually recognize that name. Yeah. Christmas Vacation was written by John Hughes. Do I really need to say anything else? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you could rattle off a couple of them. I and guess. honestly, I didn't know that. So he actually did the original Vacation, and then he did every single 80s movie you've ever heard of. Breakfast Club, Weird Science, Ferris Bueller's Day Off, 16 Candles, Uncle Buck, Home Alone. And I stopped there. Yeah. And there were some big names <laughs> that I didn't list. I mean, it's John Hughes, guys. Yeah. All right. Vacation wins that one again. Director. Here's where it might get a little bit more hairy. Director Scrooge. The director is Richard Donner, who who directed Superman, Goonies, and Lethal Weapon. Yes. And Christmas Vacation was Jeremiah Chechik, who did 
Basically, he did this. He did Benny and June with Johnny Depp, and then he did three episodes of Gossip Girl. Richard Donner wins that one. Yes, he absolutely <laughs> does. Main characters. So we've got Bill Murray in Scrooge. He plays Frank Cross. And we've also got Karen Allen as Claire Phillips. And you may know her besides from this film. You probably know her from the Indiana Jones um, films. I guess she's really just in the first one and the most in the Crystal Skull one. Yeah. But and yeah. yeah. And then National Lampoons uh, Christmas Vacation. We've got obviously Chevy Chase as Clark W. Griswold and Beverly D'Angelo as Ellen, his wife, who was in all these vacation series movies. She was in American History X, and I actually know her from Entourage, where she plays Barbara. Yeah. So I kind of so here's here here are my, here are my thoughts because this is kind of a hard one to decide. I think Beverly D'Angelo takes it over Karen Allen. Um, I think she's been in more things. I, I think Bill Murray takes it over Chevy Chase. Yeah, I I, I agree, and. I, when I was looking at this, I give this to Scrooge. Okay. Mainly because, like, if you really, th- Chevy Chase isn't in a lot of stuff. He just didn't, yeah. he didn't do a lot of stuff. And Bill Murray is, he's still in movies. I mean, granted, like, some of them are cameos and he's got less, he's got smaller parts, but like, he's been making movies and been on TV for, a long time and he's been you know working for a long time whereas chevy chase like i see him in commercials now and that's pretty much it right all right scrooge it is so two to two secondary characters so scrooge has john forsyth who plays lou hayward and this john forsyth also in charlie's angels like the original one and dynasty he's been around for a while john glover plays bryce cummings you may know him from Payback and Grublins too. I know him from Smallville. He plays um, Lionel Luther, Lex Luther's dad. Oh, okay. Bobcat Gulthwaite plays Elliot, and uh, he's in a bunch of random crap, but really, just the Police Academy was like a major movie he was in. David Johansson as the Ghost of Christmas Past, who is basically a, an artist, like a, a, a musician, believe it or not. But yep. he's also in SNL and 200 Cigarettes. Like, he's the cab driver, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's in a bunch of crap. But really, he's actually a really awesome musician, apparently. Um, Carol Kane plays the ghost of Christmas Present, who <laughs> you may know her from Princess Bride. Liar! I'm not a that, witch. I'm your wife. <laughs> never had it so good. Uh, she's, also, she's also the grandma in Adam's Family uh, and Adam's Family Values. And she's freaking amazing in that. What about Debbie? And then finally, Robert Mitchum plays Preston Rhinelander, who is from North and South, the original Cape Fear, and also the original Matilda. <laughs> National Lampoons has Juliet, a young Juliet Lewis as Audrey, who is in, I know her from Natural Born Killers and from Dust Till Dawn, but she was also in Cape Fear. Johnny Galecki as Rusty, who is... He's Big Bang Theory and Roseanne is what yeah. everybody's going to know him from. Yeah, it's funny because you watch this and you you don't realize that's him. Uh, Randy Quaid as Cousin Eddie, who is in all of these movies, but then also in Independence Day, Kingpin, and Days of Thunder, among others. Miriam mm-hmm. Flynn is as Catherine, who is in all pretty much the Vacation series, and then she was also in Babe. John Randolph is Clark Senior, who is also in You've Got Mail. Escape from Planet of the Apes and Serpico. Diane Ladd as Nora, 
who was in Wild at Heart, Joy, and Chinatown. We're getting into the parents, so we're getting into some older films. Doris Roberts is Francis, who you will know as you know Ray's mom, and everybody loves Raymond. And she was also in Grandma's Boy, which is a hilarious stoner movie, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, E.G. Marshall as Art, who was in Twelve Angry Men, Superman Two, and Nixon. William Hickey as Lewis, who's in Sea of Love, Sea of Love, The Nightmare Before Christmas, and The Name of the Rose, and May Questel as Bethany, who was also in Who Framed Roger Rabbit, Funny Girl, New York Stories, and she was the original voice for Betty Boop. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, listen, Scrooge has some pretty awesome people in it. I think that I'm a big fan of John Glover. If you were big into like the 80s shows and 70s shows, you'd be really into John Forsyth. Bobcat Goldthway was huge in the 80s, especially with Police Academy. He was just a, he was just a character, right? Mm-hmm. And so forth and so on. But I think as far as just the amount of things they've been in, the other actors and actresses at Vegas or, or Christmas Vacation has got to take it on this one, right? Yeah. I mean, especially when you talk about you know, the I mean, top three, like Julia Lewis, Galecki, say. Quaid. But then you start getting into the other, like E.G. Marshall was in 12 Angry Men. Like what we just said, she was Meg Questel was was the original voice for Betty Boop. Mm-hmm. So I mean, Doris Roberts. I mean, I mean, the, the, it, it, yeah, Doris Roberts was in Everybody Loves Raymond, which everybody loved that show. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I agree. Vacation gets it three to two. Deep cut characters. We'll see what happens here. We got in Scrooge. Michael Pollard plays Herman, who's from Bonnie and Clyde, and also Roxanne. Mabel King plays Grandma. And you may know Mabel from The Jerk, The Wiz, and What's Happening. Jamie Farr is, plays Jacob Marley, who's from MASH and Cannonball Run. Robert Goulet plays Robert Goulet. Robert Goulet. <laughs> and he's, I mean, he's a musician, but you also may know him from Naked Gun 2 and a half and Beetlejuice, believe it or not. Uh, Buddy Hackett plays Scrooge. And Buddy Hackett's in a lot of stuff. Little Mermaids, Mad, 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 Mad World, other things back in the 60s and whatever. John Houseman plays John Houseman, <laughs> who's from Rollerball, Three Days of the Condor, and Naked Gun. And then a couple other people. Lee Majors plays Lee Majors, $6 million man, Lee Majors. Brian Doyle Murray plays Earl Cross. So he's the boss. Uh, wait, what is he in? Um, it's his dad. Dad, that's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, plays from Caddyshack and from Groundhog Day. I mean, they're always together, the Murray brothers. And then Mary Lou Retton also makes an appearance. And she was just an Olympic champion. Yeah. Christmas Vacation, not as many deep cut characters that I could really find that were really like worth mentioning. Um, the the couple that I Julie Louis Dreyfus is an obvious one. She plays Margot, Seinfeld, Veep, among other things. Also uh, an SNL alum. But then Brian Doyle Brian Doyle Murray is also in this, and he's Frank Shirley. You know Clark's boss, and he's again Caddyshack, Groundhog Day, a few other things. So I think those two automatically cross out. So the question is, does Julia Louis Dreyfus is she good enough to knock out the rest of the cast from Deep Dot Scrooge? Deep Dot. No, Scrooge? I don't think so. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that like if 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 you took a poll right now, the answer would be yes because no one knows a lot of these other people. But as but far we, as like, but we, we got, do. I was going to say, we got to recognize like there are some big names on there. And yeah, Scrooge has got to take it. Scrooge takes it for sure. This is a lot closer than I thought it was going to be. So that's that's three to three now. We're all tied up. Mm-hmm. All right. On to music. So with 
Scrooged, they play Brown Eyed Girl, Put a Little Love in Your Heart, Silver Bells, Santa Claus is Coming to Town, Sweetest Thing, and Wooly Bully. Wooly Bully. <laughs> yep. uh, National Lampoons, just a lot of Christmas music. Yeah. Which I didn't like when you think about it, it's like, oh, yeah, there's really not that much of a soundtrack outside of Christmas music. So they had, they play the Christmas vacation, you know, original song at the beginning. Uh, Melikaliki Maka is Hawaii's way of saying Merry Christmas to you. Here comes Santa Claus, Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer, that Christmas spirit, and hey, Santa Claus. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I don't really. Give it, I got to give it to Scrooge. Just I, I, I mean, mainly because, I mean, you could just put the first one on there and yeah, you know, brown eyed girl. It's like, okay. And I do really like when they're, when they're singing, put a little love in your heart. I, I, I do like that part too. Yeah. Yeah. So I, all right. Yeah. I think Scrooge. Scrooge for, takes it <laughs> four to three. All right. So let's talk about some scenes about both these films, kind of our favorite scenes um, with Scrooge. You know, it kind of starts off a little slow, but that's what they got to do. They got to kind of build, like basically set the, you know, set the set the tone, the, the premise that this guy is Frank is is kind of a miserable dick. Because <laughs> yeah, he's he kind is. of an ass. He's a huge asshole. He hates everybody. He it's clearly like very money hungry. Like he's just basically playing like the most stereotypical CEO of a large corporation you could possibly think of, right? That they will do do whatever they can to be successful and has basically no personal life whatsoever. And then my first favorite scene is when Lou shows up, his old boss, and he's basically the Jacob Marley character, and he's got golf balls and rats coming out of him. Um, he holds them out the window. Uh, he shoots him. The whole shooting scene, is and then he drinks, and the, you know, typical like you know, cartoons and like the the the, the yeah. vodka or the the scotch or whatever he's drinking pours out of him. It's funny. Yep. Yep. The cab driver shows up. The ghost of Christmas past. Um, just that whole dynamic where he's smoking the cigar. Come on, Frank, get in. And just that just that entire part going back in time, like the whole like, you know, he's like, You're not he's like, I'm not gonna cry, and all of a sudden he does cry. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes, that whole part. Christmas present now. We've got the whole present with you know, they're playing the um SS Minnow, they're playing Trivia Pursuit. Yep. It's a pretty good scene. Lewis. Okay. So now we've kind of like, he's, there's some other good scenes in there. He's kind of learned his lesson. You know, this is when he comes back after the ghost of Christmas future basically shows him, him dying alone, essentially, except for his brother there. Um, and as soon as he walks out of the elevator, the hallelujah songs come in and he goes, hello, Abbott. he's just, <laughs> he's, he's chasing him around. And that actually might happen right before the ghost of Christmas future. Not it, that, yeah. Because he falls into the elevator and then yeah, all yeah. that stuff happens or whatever. But yeah, I, I totally agree of him chasing him around <laughs> the office and like talking about how his, his wife left him with his baby daughter and like all yeah. this stuff. And he's spent the whole day being blind stinking drunk right. <laughs> um and then right after this happens again he, it, they, it, elliot's still trying to shoot him basically um but now frank is like he had the he had the aha moment and yeah he's like is that a shotgun in your pocket you're just happy to see me <laughs> and there's <laughs> they're just they're just they're just great friends now which is just fantastic and then it all kind of culminates. The last part um, is, you know, it kind of 
it's a really long scene, but it's basically when Frank steps on the um, on the set of Christmas Carol. Yeah, he stops the live taping and then the live taping and then to a halt. What does he say? He says, "What's everyone working on Christmas for?" And the the main executive go, "Paying you sat your salary, you ass." <laughs> <laughs> and meanwhile, Elliot is in, or, uh, or I'm sorry, Lewis is in the. Um, oh, it's Elliot Loudermilk. Okay, yeah, Elliot. Yeah, Elliot. He's in the in, booth. Yep. Yep. Um, he's in the booth. I don't, I don't hear a lot of fun up there. You heard him. <laughs> Sue Shotgun's in there. And then the whole. You heard thing. him? Party. I don't know who you're, you know, who you're messing with. <laughs> and then um, just the whole sing along part to kind of wrap it up. The kid speaks for the first time. God bless us, everyone. That whole part is just a fantastic ending scene. And even, even like the sing along when he's talking, you know, breaks the fourth wall and he's talking to the audience. Talking to the audience. Yeah. It's like a 10 minute scene, but so if I'm, so if I'm going through all of those, honestly, I think that whole like final 15 minutes, that's my favorite part of the movie. And I'd probably go right before that. And I just go with, um, you know, kind of the dynamic, like the dynamic between him and Elliot, like, like where it's before and he's chasing him around the bar, like he's chasing him around and he's like singing, like he's making a list he's checking it like while he's reloading his shotgun and and then everything after that yeah where it's he completely turns and he hires him back and he's spinning him around and like all of a sudden now elliot's you know fearing for his life because you know the frank that he knew is no more now this new guy is here and he's like oh my god he's he's nuts i just i I enjoy that part a lot Mm -hmm. yeah all right so favorite scenes national lampoon's christmas vacation so, some, so we're gonna you know try to go in order as much as we can. The Mister Sh- the receiving line with Mister Shirley. So after he's he's coming in and he's got his like I don't even know like he's got like ten people walking behind him and it's and it's it's Clark being like Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Merry Christmas kiss his ass kiss your ass Happy Hanukkah like just that whole part it's very brief but it's just it's one of those scenes that just kind of sticks with you mm-hmm. and then. The car, like, and it's very traditional with all of these. Chris, there's, there's some kind of car, there's some kind of driving, and it's the car chase, road rage scene where he's like flicking the guy off, and then there he goes underneath the semi, and he's like, and just, just all that, and then ramps it, and then they end up in the tree lot, and then everything's fine, and then you can even add on to that. It's like they find the Christmas tree. It's like, uh, Dad, did you bring the chainsaw? Yeah, <laughs> and then the scene where it's they pull it out of the ground <laughs> right buying lingerie mm-hmm. just that whole the whole dynamic of him talking to mary tis a season to be mary well that's my name no shit uh, can't see the line can you russ nope. <laughs> no dad you can't what <laughs> uh the the parents showing up so just I, I like the way that they do it because everybody's kind of they're anticipating and they know what's going to happen. And it's like you hear the doorbell ring and then it goes an octave lower and then it goes an octave lower. And I, like you, it just kind of cuts between all four family members where like Clark's really excited. But then everybody else is like, oh, God, they're here. Oh, they're <laughs> right. here. Oh, they're here. And uh, typically they're they're arguing about who gets to like who gets to park on the driveway and there are all the in-laws are already arguing at each other so it's funny uh being stuck in the attic just the whole nostalgia behind it of well the kind of the comedy of 
of what happens while he's up there with the, t- I mean, it's, it's like cartoonish again, mm-hmm. where he's stepping on the boards and it's hitting him in the face and he's stepping on another one. And then that's hitting him in the face. And then he, he tries to stay warm while they're all go Christmas shopping or whatever. And then of course, in typical, you know, Griswold fashion, he, you know, finds the home movies and starts tearing up at seeing his, you know, him as a kid. And he's a, he's a very nostalgic guy. Just his outfit alone makes that scene pretty great. Like with what he's, the, what the, he's wearing the hat the and like robe. the gloves and the the like the the half like mink cover up or whatever that I don't even know what that is. Yeah. Uh, finally, getting the house to light up, <laughs> and then subsequently Eddie showing up. <laughs> they, you know, what's funny? I just didn't, didn't realize this. Put these two together that they both of them have a hallelujah song moment. Scrooge and Christmas Vacation. They do. The holiday, yeah, this one where he, he finally he's like, come on. And then Ellen figures out that it's it's tied to the light. So she flips it on as he's plugging it in. And yeah. And then, yeah, when he was when he gets out of the elevator, he's like, I'm alive. And then louder milk's not for long. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole sledding scene mm-hmm. where he's he's doing it. And we'll, we'll get into like some of the quotes from that scene, but just. The ridiculousness of him going all the way down and then the end bingo <laughs> uh the the carving of the turkey which side note uh we we did we hosted thanksgiving and actually made a trigger for the first time this year and megan was terrified that that's what was going to happen <laughs> she was like i don't want it to look like that i was like it's not going to look like that i promise yeah, you that's so like, it's almost possible uh, to do it. I, I, I was like, are we going to cook it at, you know, instead of doing it for 350 degrees at four hours, are we going to do it at 600 for two? No. So I think we're going to be fine. Yeah, we'll like, be all right. It won't happen. We'll be all right. And then the whole dog chase scene, uh, Clark losing it. Yeah. At the, like when he had finally had enough and he wasn't able to to keep up his nice guy routine any longer. And he makes a big long speech. We will also talk about that too when we get into favorite quotes. So I won't ruin it right now, but I think everybody knows it. And then, you know, Eddie directly after this kind of hearing Clark and hearing what he's saying, he leaves, kidnaps his boss. He shows up and pretty much the whole ending scene of, you know, bringing Mr. Shirley in the whole kind of, you know, resolution there, the cops showing up and then everybody, you know, partying and dancing and, that's probably my favorite. From, the ending? Yeah, the ending again. I just like endings, apparently. <laughs> you do. You do. You must just like endings. I, I'm actually, I'm going to agree with you. Like, there's a couple lines in some of the other, like, in some of the other scenes that I really enjoy. And again, we'll, we'll talk about those in a second. But when you talk about like an entire scene, that's probably my favorite. Like, with him, yeah. with him melting, melting down kind of the combination almost the combination of the two of like him melting down and then eddie's reaction bringing the boss and then all that like that whole again like the last like 10 or 15 minutes of the movie mm-hmm. that one right there all right obscure facts so a little bit about scrooge bill murray and richard donner reportedly did not enjoy working together and there's a lot of tension and um apparently roger ebert asked Donner if they were had any or asked Murray if there were any disagreements with Donner and he said quote only a few every single minute of the day that could have been really a really really great movie the script was so good that's maybe one take in the final cut movie that is mine we made it so fast it was like doing a movie live he kept telling me to do things louder 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 
I think he was deaf. Close quotes. <laughs> so when the ghost of Christmas present, played by Carol Kane, grabbed Bill Murray's lip when she was spinning him around, she tore it so badly that filming had to be halted for several days. <laughs> I, I just love their dynamic the whole time, which is... I think it, that's pretty fantastic that actually she, he got injured because it looks she, like it hurts like hell. She actually hurt him. <laughs> All of Bill Murray's acting brothers, John Murray, Joel Murray, and Brian Doyle Murray, actually appeared in this movie. John's the only one that played his on-screen brother. Joel plays one of the guests at John's party, and we already mentioned that Brian is Bill's on-screen father. And this was Bill Murray's first starring role since Ghostbusters in 1984. He had been living in Paris and seriously considered giving up acting altogether. Hmm. That would have been a travesty. I know. Thank gosh you didn't do that. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> the leader of the street musicians insulted by Bill Murray is Paul Schaefer. You guys might know Paul Schaefer. And the others are Miles Davis, David Sanborn, and Larry Carlton. Wow. Yeah, you probably know one of those guys. That's a hell of a great street band. I thought this one was interesting. Because I think he probably may have done a pretty good job. Sam Kiniston was originally slated to play the Ghost of Christmas Past. The part eventually went to David Johansson due to his friendship with Bill Murray. I think Kiniston would have killed it. Yeah, I think I, I think that yeah he would have done amazing. I, I do think the reason why I think David Johansson is so good at it that he kind of does like the it's like the real cool. I almost feel like Kiniston's too close to the Ghost of Christmas Present. You know, like like super like loud and obnoxious and like, yep. I, I do would, think again he would have done it. Listen, he would have been it. interesting how he would have taken it. Whether he would have done it the kind of the similar to David Johansson or would have almost like played more of himself or what they would have asked him to do. Yeah, like, would they say, Sam, just be yourself? Because <laughs> well, then, I yeah, I, I agree. It would have been too close to what Carol Kane did. But I do think what Kinnison does well is that he kind of is able to play it like play it dry. And then just lose his shit out of, out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So I guess maybe if he just played it kind of normal and cool for a little bit and not like gotten the super loud, like, ah, you know. And only did much. that like a couple times. Yeah, that might have been okay. Yep. Interesting to think about that. The silent character Calvin Cooley is named for President Calvin Coolidge, who is known as a man of few words, allegedly. So the ending scene, or part of the ending scene, Frank trying to get the audience in the movie theater to participate was entirely ad-libbed by Bill Murray. <laughs> I, that's not surprising at all. That doesn't surprise me at all. He actually ad-libbed most of his lines, and apparently um, this is Richard Donner now discussing Murray's penchant for improvisation. Um, and he said, it's like standing on 42nd Street and Broadway and the lights are out and you're the traffic cop. That's what Richard Donner said about Bill Murray. Or trying to direct him. Or yeah. trying to tell him what to trying do. To, right, exactly. Bill Murray, speaking of Bill Murray, staying on that topic, Bill Murray turned down the lead roles in Rain Man, Big, and Cocktail to make this movie. Okay. Let's talk, see, let, let's talk about these three I don't see for a him second. in any of those. The only one I could see him doing would be Big. Right, and I, and I don't actually think he would do a good job at. Or he, I mean, I'm sure he would have done fine. It would have been a whole different movie. But if I'm ranking these three, I mean, that's that's the that's the one that's like the most likely to me. It's funny because it's two Tom Cruise movies, and so yeah. and again, thinking about this a little bit, Rain Man. There are two lead roles. There's Tom Cruise and there's Dustin Hoffman. He's got to be Dustin Hoffman. I don't. Yeah, I mean, and, and it led me to believe of which one, and then in Cocktail. 
same thing. Because right. it's Tom Cruise, and then there's the other bartender. I don't, I can't remember his, I can't remember the actor's name right now. But like those are the two main characters. I'm assuming he would have been the the older gentleman, and not so it would have been Tom Cruise and Bill Murray instead of whoever that is and Bill Murray. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's why I assume. Yeah, that's just the weirdest thing to even think about. Like that he, <laughs> I, I don't know. I can't. I can't really. And I don't. I mean, Tom Hanks and Big. I, I can't. No. No. Nope. No. Very interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, we could do a whole episode on actors that turn down roles, like very famous roles, and debating on like would they do a better job than the person who actually played it. Yeah. Brian Brown is his name, by the way, from Cocktail. Thank um, you. All right. <laughs> that, just, that just threw me for a curveball. Just those three. Agent. Anyway. Yeah. All right. Before Bill Murray signed on, he actually requested the script be reworked um, because he really just didn't like. He wanted to. He took. He wanted more of a romantic element. He wanted there to be a little bit more. Um, fix the family scenes basically so they, they did a whole like rewrite and then ironically enough he also ad-libbed to the whole thing too so it's just like so who funny. knows what the original script really looked like yeah um paramount announced a special edition release titled yule yule like yule log you'll love it edition to be released on october 31st 2006 but it was recalled for unknown reasons i would have bought that yeah i i have the original somewhere in my DVD I think I think I do too somewhere <laughs> the sling mounted GEM 134 minigun used by Lee Majors in the beginning of the movie was the same stage prop used by Jesse Ventura in Predator I thought that was cool that is kind of cool <laughs> all right so that's it. That's it yeah so story. let's get into some interesting facts about Christmas vacation so after failing to get the Christmas lights to work one last time Clark was he takes his frustration out and he starts banging everything. And like, he starts messing up all the plastic decorations and like kicking everything. Chevy Chase actually broke his pinky finger finger while punching Santa Claus. He resorts to kicking and clubbing decorations. After that, the film kept rolling and that take was used. That's funny. <laughs> that's, that's pretty funny. You know what? What's that? What's something that always bothers me every time I watch it. And that's, this isn't really a fun fact. It's just something that bothers me is when Johnny Galecki is holding the reindeer and he says, where should I put these, Dad? He goes, put them down right there, and he drops them, and they clearly break. Watch the scene again. Like, the back legs of the reindeer, like, are definitely destroyed. Yep. And then reindeers are fixed, lo and behold. Just, and I, don't, I don't know why it bothers me, but every time, I'm like, ugh. Go lucky. You ruined that. Anyway. Um, Damn kids. <laughs> it was rumored that Clark's rant about his boss, Mr. Shirley, was ad-libbed, which is kind of true. Um, apparently the audience doesn't see is that each cast member of the film facing Chevy had a sign hanging around their necks that had one word written in them. And these were some of the adjectives Clark basically was using to describe his boss. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Almost like cue cards. Yeah. Not quite. Right. A minor earthquake occurred when they were filming the scene where uncle Lewis and aunt Bethany arrived at the Clark, at the Griswold house. I wonder if that's noticeable. I'll have to pay attention to that next time. I'm going to have to, too. According to Randy Quaid, many of Cousin Eddie's characteristics, especially the clicking of the tongue, were based off of a guy that Quaid knew when he grew up in Texas who had similar traits. It's <laughs> so, interesting where they pull from. I want to meet that guy. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I wonder if he's... <laughs> I wonder how close he is to mm -hmm. 
Cousin Eddie. There were only two Christmas-themed movies that came out in 1989. This one and Prancer. And Galecki was in both of them. King of Christmas in 1989, apparently. The only This is the only vacation movie to not feature Holiday Road from Lindsay Buckingham. The term Griswold House soon became a part of American and Australian vernacular to describe a house that is overly decorated in gaudy fashion to observe Christmas, hmm. which is what we did in college. Yeah, I've mentioned this a lot. Yeah. Rocky, he actually only speaks once at the end of the movie when he and Ruby Sue are mistaking the light at the sewage treatment plant for Santa Claus. <laughs> it's funny because you think about it, it's like, yeah, he doesn't say anything. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that lip fungus thing. Got that lip fungus thing. Take a rain check on that art. (laughs) (laughs) Chris Columbus was originally set to direct, but dropped out due to not getting along with Chevy Chase. He worked with John Hughes on the first two Home Alones and Only the Lonely. That would have been good. Having it would have been good. All right. Finally, we already kind of mentioned the Holiday Road song, but Lindsay Buckingham was offered the opportunity to write the theme for the movie, but she didn't want to be basically like. I'm sorry, he, Lindsay, my bad. Uh, Lindsay, he didn't want to be um, basically typecast (laughs) as a soundtrack musician. Yeah. So, all right. Favorite quotes from Scrooge. Oh, from both movies, but starting with Scrooge. I mean, you got to say that God bless us, everyone, when the kid, Calvin, finally speaks. I mean, that's a a pretty big moment. That's a a tearjerker moment. Yeah, totally get you. Um, the props man later on, he says, I can't get the antlers good. This little guy, he's holding a little mouse. And he said, we tried crazy glue, but it doesn't work. And then Frank says, did you try staples? <laughs> That's it. Okay. Uh, you want me to keep going? Um, this, this, this next one. Okay. So Claire hails down the taxi. It happens to be the ghost of Christmas past. And she says, can you get me this building in three minutes? And the best part of that quote, he says, which floor? Which floor? <laughs> yeah. So then the one we, we mentioned it earlier when he when he gets out of the elevator and he's alive and hey, you glad to me? Are you glad to see me or is that a shotgun in your pocket? <laughs> All right. This is one of my favorite quotes where it's where it's it's Elliot. <laughs> yeah, it is. And it the is. Preston calls in. Elliot says, Oh uh Bryce, he uh he can't come right now. He can't talk to you right now because he's sort of tied up. Uh-huh. Oh, in fact, you just said that you were a flatulating butthead. You say you never felt that way about a man before, but you really look good in a suit. <laughs> and, and then Preston kicks his cat. He kicks <laughs> the cat on the other end. That's such a good heart gets me. <laughs> and then Frank, again, the end of the movie, the whole, the cathartic, he gets it. Yeah. Uh, he said there, there are people who are having trouble making their miracle happen. There are people who don't have enough to eat. There are people who are cold and you can say, you can say hello to these people. You can take an old blanket out of the closet or, and go to them and say, here, you can make them a sandwich and just say, Oh, by the way, here they go. Yeah, it's, and say, it's, I get it now. It's one of the few, I mean, there are a lot of great lines in this film, but it's definitely like the sentimental. It's that human moment. Right, which whereas the next quote is from Brian Doyle Murray, who says, all day long, this is when they're in the past, all day long, listen to people give me excuses why they can't work. My back hurts. My leg hurts. I'm only four. <laughs> um, goes to Christmas present. The bitch hit me with a toaster. When she, <laughs> she hits it with the toaster, and then he, he's instantly transported somewhere else. Just, uh-huh. I love that line. Uh-huh. 
It's a toaster oven. <laughs> yeah. Um, we already kind of mentioned the party, the party scene. Well, not the party scene, but when they're in the booth. <laughs> and he says, hey, I don't hear any partying going on in that booth, Elliot. And then he shoots the shotgun. You heard him party. <laughs> that was just an innocent window. And you saw what I did to that. You don't. I don't think you know who you're, know who dealing, you're dealing with. with. <laughs> so good. Um, one where um, Christmas passed. Uh, Frank gives her her gift, and it was Ginsu knives. He's like, I never liked a girl well enough to give her twelve sharp knives. Mm-hmm. You want to do this last one too? And then again, one of one of my. Are you alone in there? We're gonna have some fun. You and I are going to have some fun for once in this life. Ladder milk and cross together. And then ladder milk's like doing like the north, south, east, west, like the doing the cross sign because he's now legitimately terrified of Frank Cross. <laughs> yeah. The dynamic switches so quickly. Dynam- yeah. It, it, it turned on its head pretty fast because now Frank has the shotgun. Yeah. All right. So as far as honestly my favorite quote and it's such a silly one it's the witch floor like that just it's because it's so subtle it gets me every time and i like the um the booth yeah where he's like you heard the man party shoots the shot i don't think you know who you're dealing with like and the one girl sitting there she's bouncing and dancing but she's she's crying just love the scene but then I, i also just i love that there's there's a lot of quotable points in this but i've always loved that part right well a lot what's what's interesting about this one is that i think that scrooge has some funny lines but a lot of it is it's physical and it's also like a lot of facial expression like that those are the funny parts is bill murray's he's very he's doing a really good job of like selling the scenes with just how stressed out and angry and pissed off and scared and and whatever it is he is throughout the entire movie Right, it's it's not just about the lines; it's how he's delivering them. Yeah, he does. Yep. A good job. I hear you. Let's right. talk about some some favorite quotes from Christmas Vacation. <laughs> Can't see the line, can you, Russ? <laughs> nope. Oh, Eddie, if I woke up tomorrow with my head sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than him right now. And this this is one of one of my favorite back and forths when he's he he brings the christmas tree home todd todd says hey griswold where do you think you're gonna put a tree that big bend over and i'll show you got a lot of nerve to be talking like that griswold i wasn't talking to you <laughs> so uh, good so all right good. so i used to be able to do this whole quote without reading it but i'm gonna read it and this is the one where he's losing his mind with, and I, I love that they've got the, uh, uh, well, I guess he's not talking about his boss, but, um, but this, anyway, where do you think you're going? Nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out of this fun, old fashioned family Christmas. No, no. We're all in this together. This is a full blown four alarm holiday emergency here. We're going to press on. We're going to have the hap, hap, heaviest Christmas since Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. And when Santa squeezes his fat ass down that chimney tonight, he's going to find the jolliest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. There's a, there's a there's another part too where he goes, you're goofy. Don't push me, Art. <laughs> <laughs> so then, again, after this breakdown, he's he's getting uh, this is, he's actually getting eggnog. He's like, it's good. He's like, hey, if any of you looking for any last minute gift ideas for me, I have one. I'd like Frank Shirley, my boss, right here tonight. I want him. I brought. I want him brought here from his happy holiday slumber over there on melody lane with all the other rich people i want him want him bright brought right here with a big ribbon on his head i want to look him straight in the eye 
and I want to tell him what a cheap, lying, no good, rotten, poor, flushing, low life, snake licking, dirt eating, inbred, overstuffed, ignorant, blood sucking, dog kissing, brainless, dickless, hopeless, heartless, fat ass, buckeyed, stick legged, spotty lipped, worm headed sack of monkey shit he is. Hallelujah. Holy shit. Where's the Tylenol? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty freaking great. Great one. Um, all right. So the, the, another good one is Bethany and Lewis going back and forth. And she says, what's that funny squeaking sound? You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin plant. <laughs> Again, going back to the, the breakdown worse. How could things get any worse? Take a look around here, Ellen. We're at the threshold of hell. <laughs> um, this is probably one of the most iconic ones. When, when Clark says, you know, what are you looking at? And Clark says, oh, the silent majesty of a winter's morn, the clean, cool, chill of the holiday air, and an asshole in his bathroom emptying a chemical toilet in my sewer. <laughs> shitter, Merry Christmas. Shitter was full. Oh, yeah. You checked our shitters today, honey? <laughs> Again, Cousin Eddie being Cousin Eddie. They're doing the, this is the sledding scene. Don't go, don't go put none of that stuff on my sled, Clark. You know that metal plate I had in my head? I had to have it replaced because every time Catherine revved out the microwave, I'd piss my pants, forget who I was for half an hour. <laughs> so over at the VA, they had it re- had to replace it with plastic. It ain't as strong as it ain't as strong. So I don't know if I should go sailing down no hill with nothing between the ground and my brain, but a piece of government plastic. And then Clark goes on to say, Do you really think it matters, Eddie? Because <laughs> over here, nothing. But right here. This gets injured. My hair just ain't going to look right. My, my part's just not going to look right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat. Drive you out in the middle of nowhere, leave you for dead? I actually have a t-shirt with that on it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. and it the receiving line, we already kind of talked about that one. Merry Christmas. Shitter was full. Mm-hmm. Uh, one that, that I just like because it sneaks up on you a little bit. We're talking about that. There is an RV, but don't you go fall in love with it because we're taking it with us when we leave here next month. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that there's a one-year membership to the July of the Month Club. That's the Clark. That's the gift that keeps on giving the whole, the whole year. year. <laughs> that it is, Eddie. That, that it is. is. That is Edward. That it is. <laughs> you know, going to the neighbors. Well, something had to come through the window. Something had to break the stereo. And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. <laughs> uh, hey, Grizz, you're not doing anything constructive. Run into the living room and get my stogie. Uh, is there anything else I can do for your Uncle Lewis? <laughs> He's an old man. This may be his last Christmas. If he keeps it up, it will be his last Christmas. <laughs> I mean, did you notice, too, when, you're wa- when, you're, when he's watching the home movies, that Lewis, like, they're in, they're in those old videos? Did you, did you recognize him? Yeah. No, yeah. Yep. Yeah. He's, in, he's younger and he's still he's smoking a stogie in that one too yep he's basically wearing the exact same outfit but he's got black hair instead of white hair essentially yep <laughs> and then you know tis the season to be merry well that's my name no shit <laughs> what's wrong with your dog oh he's just yakking up on a bone he's got it up <laughs> all right so fav- what's your favorite quote of all these it's pretty hard to choose it's it's hard to choose but i would probably have to say God, it's a tie between like, oh, no, no, no. We're all in this together. And then the holy shit, hallelujah. Where's the Tylenol? 
it's, I, a, it's a close tie between those two because I love both of them so much. Yeah, I th- I'm, I'm going by like which ones I say. Somehow I can work into like regular conversation, which is Shitter was full and Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas, <laughs> kiss my ass, kiss his ass, kiss your ass, Happy Hanukkah. I say that at some point during the year to usually in different holiday party settings. <laughs> and and it's funny you say, because another one that we did and it was it was a lot in college and it was always Willis bend over and I'll show you right yeah there you go <laughs> he'd try to work that into almost everything that we would say in the frat house bend yeah. over and I'll show you so that's another I, I like that one like those are some good like quick one liners that yeah we still say to this day and if someone does say like Merry Christmas or tis a season to be merry I will always say well that's my name well that's my name <laughs> uh, okay. Scene Stealers. This is kind of hard when I was looking at both of these films. Scrooged. So nominees, Bill Murray, Bobcat, John Glover. I got to put him on here because I think he's great. And then Carol Kane. Who, who, who do you got for this one? See, this was tough. And I agree with putting Bill Murray on here because he, he, he does do it. But I have a hard, I also have a hard time putting him on here because he's the main character. Yeah, and for me, it's between Bob Clat, Bobcat, and Carol. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Carol Kane just because I love her in that role, and I I just the way she does it and just how she played like it's fantastic, and she really does own. She's not in a lot of scenes, but she owns all of them. Yeah, I I was in between her and Bobcat as well. I am actually going with Bobcat, and, and here's why. Because I forgot, first of all, like, he's in Police Academy. He's just over-the-top, obnoxious, and I really don't like him that much. And he's just screaming I, all the time. I He does such a good job of playing it straight and also playing it, like, crazy. I wish he, I wish he'd been in more things because I think yeah. this, this, this role demonstrates, like, how he could have really he, – he steals some, a lot of scenes with Bill Murray. Mm-hmm. I think that's what's most impressive is he's the one that's, like, standing out to me whenever – when those two are together. Yep. And I mean, and the same thing with Carol Kane of like, yeah, when it's them two, it's her. She's the one yeah. that's, she's the one that's driving everything. I agree. So that's okay. Two. That's, that's not a problem. <laughs> Christmas vacation. I had to nominate two people, but in reality, it's really only one. It was Randy Quay, but then I also put Chevy chase on here. Very similar to the reason why, why we had Bill Murray on the other one where it's, it, he, you know, Chevy dominates a lot of the scenes that he's in, you know, especially some of the you know, the rants. I mean, yeah, he's the he's the one speaking, but like your eyes are fixated on him. But for me, it's Randy Quaid. Yeah, Randy Quaid wins. But I also want to put on here Brian Doyle Murray. I forgot to add him on there because he like when it, with a few scenes he's on, like it's I think just he, he does a really good job of carrying. The Give me scenes. someone. Give me yeah, someone that, else. No, Give me someone was, while I'm waiting. That was the quote we forgot to put on here because that's that that's stuff. That's stuff we want to use a lot too. Yeah. Give me somebody. Anybody. Give me somebody. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. All right. So lessons learned um, with Scrooge. I think the main lesson is basically is money more important than like family and love and friends and whatever. And um, yeah. So I'll let you to be the, decide that. But um, I also the other thing that I, I really love and it is it's the whole singing of the song and put a little love in the heart and then the throwback to he goes feed me Seymour feed yeah. me little shop of horrors yep yep 
and then enge- engage in the audience. And I always think to myself, I always wonder if I had seen this live in the theaters, would I wonder if people were actually singing along? That would have been pretty cool. I think it would have been cool, especially like, you know, maybe like opening night. Yeah. I mean, I I've, I mean, we've done it as a family, like a small, like our, our four person family. We've sung along like who's in the room, left, right. Males. You have females. to. <laughs> yeah. You got to. Yeah. Uh, Christmas vacation. So just for me personally, like this is something I have to watch every single year. Scrooge is probably on that list too, but like, because uh, I think I eventually just kind of stumble upon it at some point in time because it's just on this time of year. But national, like Christmas vacation is one that I have to watch every single year. Yeah. Well, Scrooge is one that I always forget about how awesome it is. And I, and I, as soon as I remember, I'm like, oh, that's right. I need to watch Scrooge. But Christmas mm-hmm. vacation, I never forget about Christmas vacation. No, no, you don't. Um, home movies. Are those yeah, are, like, yeah. yeah. Was this a thing that you, did you guys make home movies? No, here? we didn't. We didn't have a camcorder. No, they were, we, they were expensive. Made. I know we were, we were not that well off. Photo albums galore. Mm-hmm. My parents have so many photo albums from like well before I was born and even before my older brother was born. So, and again, that's kind of one thing you kind of get away from as your kids get older, but that was their way of preserving stuff was through photos and not film. Well, but now we've had like a, with the phones, with smart devices, now it's going to be everyone has home movies growing up again, right? Oh, yeah. I've got movies that, you know, I don't know how many pictures and I don't know how many just short little snippets of videos on my phone. Yeah. And, up, and they're up in the cloud somewhere. I, so, so something else I think about with this movie, I mean, you already mentioned with the holiday lights, but like I, this is definitely, I'm sure this is like our whole generation or obsession with like over the top holiday lights. If Jana would let me, if my wife would let me, I would decorate our house like that. Why wouldn't she let you? Not even like a little bit. I mean, I have stuff outside, but it's not, I mean, I'm talking like, over the top gaudy <laughs> you know like what griswolds do i'd like to do it one year yeah i like yeah and i need to uh, honestly i wanted to do a little bit more this year but i need a bigger ladder yeah it was too difficult to get on my roof because i just have like a six foot ladder and that was yeah i need an i need an extension to get up there but yeah i i've, I've it's kind of one of the, it's it, all on the same lines of halloween decorations where it's you kind of start with something and then you just try to add to it every single year instead of just going out and like getting a whole bunch of stuff just get some stuff yeah. and then add and add and add lights are not cheap no they aren't um so this last thing on here was just really we we'll talk about this here in a second i got some inner thoughts and questions about this but man cutting out bonuses right before the holidays that's just a real dick move and, and not telling your employees about it yeah like you can cut out like and even clark says like you can tell us we're not going to get one that's fine but don't cut it and then not tell us. Right. So kind of a different right. move. So kind of the last, second last category here is well, really the last category. Just last, kind of yeah. some, some thoughts. Some thoughts that I'm sure we both had as we're watching these movies. And okay, the Frank's Christmas movie at the beginning he's pitching. How much would people freaking love that movie? I think people would watch it. I, I, like, I don't know how good it would be, but like, I mean, think about the debates that we've had of like, is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah. It was a big action movie with a lot of blood and whatever. And <laughs> about Santa Claus and he's got Lee like majors. freaking Lee Majors. <laughs> uh, I would watch that. I'd probably. I think it. a lot of people would watch that too. Yep. Um, 
So Bill Murray's hair is interesting in this film. It's kind of like before he started cutting it a little shorter. Like it is all over the place. How long do you think it took him to blow dry it? He's got like a mullet, but like a I don't know even how to explain it. He's got some product in there for sure. It is standing keep it it, up. It is standing up and it is poofing out. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Strong. Okay. So the executive is there with his wife Christmas Eve. They're watching this this live. Do you think TV executives are actually watching their own live shows? I think so. You think so? I think if they can, yeah, because they have. A, I mean, they have a vested interest in to make sure the into you know hoping. I mean, there's at that point in time, there's nothing they can really do about it short of like pull the plug because this sucks. Which I don't even know if that would ever happen. But yeah, yeah they want to make sure it does okay, especially yeah. if it's something that's live. I'm just curious. I just, I just think about that. If I was a TV exec, I probably would. Yeah. I'm not. Okay. I'm never going to be, but I would. Yeah. Okay. Do you think Frank was still employed the next day, even though the executives were dancing after this whole debacle? Like, is all is all forgotten that after his speech, they're like, you know what? You're all right. We're going to keep you. I think he's employed the next day, but I think they're sitting down and they're having a serious conversation. Whether he's employed the day after that, well, I don't know, but I think, he, I think he has to check into some type of rehab facility for for PR reasons. <laughs> I think so too, and then I think they're probably like amending his contract to make sure he doesn't do that ever again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Speaking of like redemption, does Elliot? How much time does Elliot spend in prison, if any at all? I, I think he'll probably get a slap on the wrist, maybe some probation. You know, because yeah. especially if they're going to like help him out. You know, do some things because I mean, he didn't really. I mean, Frank wouldn't necessarily have to press charges against him, and then it's just, you know, possession of a firearm and you know, shooting it off in the in a crowd, kind of. So, yeah, you know, maybe some probation, maybe thirty days in jail, and that's it. Or hopefully, hopefully a little, hopefully not too much. Same thing like community service, and but he but he's hired back, right? Uh, yeah, he got hired back. Like Frank hired him back. Right. When they were spinning around, he was like, well, "I'll hire you back well, at yeah, double okay. your salary." But it, but officially, I mean, I'm oh. sure he, I'm sure he did that. But it, that also is contingent on Frank still being employed. Well, I guess yeah, I guess that's a good point. So, all right, last question. I alluded to it earlier. Why was Karen Allen not in more things? I mean, she's awesome. Yeah, I, I don't know if she had like a. She was like awesome. Mar- like, she was. She was. Like, a, I mean, she was attractive. Right. She was talented. She was in a. She was in. She was like we talked. She was in Indiana Jones. She was in this, and then just, yeah, she's kind of fell off the face of the earth. It seemed like like I mean like Margot Kidder from Superman. Like she had like a like a nervous breakdown, right? And so like that's why she wasn't in a bunch of stuff. Say I would say the same thing for her. She should have been in a way more things too. But I think that she had mm-hmm. some, some issues. Um, I don't know what happened to Karen Allen. I didn't do a whole lot of research. We could probably figure this out. But I just I wanted to comment on. I wish she had been in more things. Yeah, I mean, you didn't really see her anything until like the latest Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, which was right. not good. It was not good. Christmas Vacation. So, did Clark actually put in the pool with the bonus that he got, and did he actually fly everyone out because he got twenty percent more than he got last year? So, you would assume that that would have been enough to put in the pool and fly everybody out. Yeah, I mean, I, I would hope he did. But he, here's a question I've had though: like, even though so he's basically being held at gunpoint and saying these things. Does he actually reinstitute the bonuses? Like, you know, the boss, does he do it? Like for real? Does he follow through? Uh, you, uh, you hope so. 
Yeah. But at the same time, like he's he's in <laughs> he's just been kidnapped. He's, he's in he's front of this family coerced. and the police police too. And the, even the police officer says, Mr. If I had a rubber hose, I would whoop beat you. Like, <laughs> like, so he's obviously feeling a lot of pressure to like, go ahead and agree to the terms that are happening right here. Right. Right. He's getting strong armed, but does he follow through? I don't know. But I think if he does follow through, yes, Clark definitely puts in that pool and he also flies everyone out. I hope so. And that, you know, that's maybe a future, uh, national Lampoon's, um, you know, pool party. No, too late. Too was, late. Yeah. Has the ship sailed on that one. Too late. It's, right? it's too late. It's too late <laughs> on that one. So, how many people uh, rely on their Christmas bonuses as part of their salary? I mean, do you get a bonus? Yes, I do. I don't get it at Christmas. I get it in February, March. Okay. All right. I, I mean, so I when. guess maybe a lot of people do. Um, but it, but it's not. You this... abs- I think you absolutely do. Okay. Is it the same? Like, is it the same amount every year? Or is it based on like? Performance? It's based on. It's based on performance. Okay, so it okay. can like you have so for for me and for the other you know the other company that I've worked for, you have a target, and then based on your performance is how much of that target do you get? Like, do you get you know ninety percent of your target, or you can go over? Do you get one hundred and five percent of your target again based on company performance and individual performance? Right. Okay. All right. So. Just curious. We don't do that where i work well <laughs> no you don't that, that would cause some serious problems i think yeah it would um so i was curious is the jelly of a month club is that still a thing i would totally do it i bet I think I it bet, is i, I bet think it, it is. is i mean you can there's all type of like subscription services you can join mm-hmm. now and monthly whatever there's got to be like a jellies of the world <laughs> jellies yeah. of the world. okay this this I think about this every time I watch this movie, and it's 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 the attic scene, right? So he's sitting on the door. She opens it up. I mean, she's definitely dead, right? I mean, if if he falls right on top of her with the door, like she's not. She might not be dead, but she's. They're both seriously injured. They're both going to the hospital for sure. Like limbs have been broken. Yeah. Concussions have been had. Just smashed. He's she's smashed. He's landed on his neck. <laughs> well, yeah, because you think about it, like he's. He's sitting on it, but the like the video cameras on it, and like the thing that he's sitting on is like so. There's it's not just him falling; it's all of that stuff is yeah. falling too. Yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, they're both they're both seriously injured. I think about that every time I watch it. <laughs> I'm like, he's not going to pop right back up from that. I don't think. Mm-mm. And then yeah, the electric bill. I mean, it's got to be like what's whatever your electric bill is. I mean, easily triple it. At least, right? It makes me think. What was our electric bill when we were doing that in the house? I mean, that's why. How much did it? How much did it go up for just that one month? It's probably why we stopped doing it. (laughs) Probably can't afford it. All right, so let's pick our winner. So listen, the rankings. It was four to four. So in the category, so it's it's a tie. So overall winner. Um, here's. I'm going to, I'm going to go and even though my pick was Scrooge, I'm going to pick national Lampoon's Christmas vacation, mainly for the reason that having gone through and talked about everything and look at these quotes, it's when I think Christmas movie, I have to watch every year. And you even said it, this one is the first one top of my mind. And it's one that I quote more than any other, maybe any other film, but definitely more than any other holiday film. I agree. All the same reasons. Christmas vacation for me. I love Scrooge. I think it's an underappreciated 
Christmas movie. So I'm glad that you chose it so that we could kind of talk about that because I think it's fantastic, but it's Christmas vacation. Like you can't, I would make an argument that this is the best Christmas movie ever. I think, well, and also the other question is like, is it the best National Lampoon's movie? And I know that people are going to be like, well, no, the original vacation is the best one. Animal House. I, well, I'm sorry. The, the best vacation, like National Lampoon's the va- vacation. The best, not National, because National Lampoon's like, there's a whole bunch of shit you never even heard of. It's like, yeah. oh, what? Well, I mean, I, I'd even throw Van Wilder in there. Like, yeah, yeah Animal absolutely. House has got to be. Like, yeah. We're talking vacation films. I mean, it's this one. It's European. It's 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 uh, the original. And, and then Vegas. It's Vegas. And I like Vegas. Vegas. I love I love Vegas. I love Vegas vacation. <laughs> But this one, I think, is the is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. I think uh, this one's the best of the of the vacation series. All right. Well, there it is. Holiday films. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation just edges out Scrooge, but honestly, a lot of good ones. Go watch them. Tis the season to be merry. Well, that's my name. No shit. <laughs> have to do it i can't not no shit all right (laughs) to wrap it up uh you know a little bit of nerd outreach first of all thank yous um would you like to start yeah so i will i will continue say thank you to the fans Mm. thanks for listening thanks for joining us hopefully you're you're laughing you're enjoying this you're getting something out of it maybe we're you know helping expand your horizons a little bit maybe you haven't again christmas vacation is a very well-known one maybe scrooge isn't Scrooge is. And so hopefully some people are going to watch that and, and they'll enjoy it. And then I'll also say thank you to the, um, the wonderful people at the St. Louis tattoo company in Chesterfield, Missouri. I, I got a tattoo last weekend, did a great job. I can't remember the artist's name, but I've been there. I've gotten three there, different person each time. All of them have done great. You know, what'd you, get, what'd was, you get this time? I got, I showed it to you yesterday. I got this guy. Hold on. Oh, that's right. You did show it to me. Listen, yesterday we were we were sampling yesterday, lots of things. Yeah, yesterday we were we were yeah we were imbibing and we we recorded the Bourbon County Stout tasting yesterday. So yeah, and that was at the end of the day. So, uh, yeah. but yes, thank you to St. Louis Tattoo Company. If you're interested, go check them out. Make an appointment because you can't walk in because of. Well, what's happening right now? And it's probably easier just to make an appointment anyways, because then you can have the back and forth with the artist to figure out what you want to do. Maybe you have something in mind. Maybe you don't. It was really good, professional. I enjoyed it. I'll go back there again. Cool. Uh, I will echo your sentiment. Thank you, the fans. We've been getting a lot more followers and listens. That's awesome. We appreciate the feedback at, at all times, and uh, we'll keep trying to get better. So how do you connect with us? Send us some show suggestions. Nerd is a new cool podcast at gmail.com. You can like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Nerd is a new cool podcast. And also follow us on Twitter at Nerd is the new CO2. Next episode preview. We're going to do the other half of our president's bracket. And we're going to do the actors who played real presidents this time. Maybe not like actual historical events, but they played real presidents. Yeah. And so after we're done with that, we may even have a little little bonus conversation about the winner of that versus uh, old Jeb Bartlett. I smell I smell a nerd bite. I smell a nerd bite. All right. Well, until next time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, everybody. Enjoy. Enjoy time with your friends and family. Yep. Talk to you soon. Bye bye.